The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Hey, Trailblazers, welcome back to the Business Casual Podcast. If you're new here, welcome to the show. My name is Stacey, and I am the co founder and host of the Business Casual with my younger sister. The Business Casual Podcast is bringing you new episodes every other week where I'm sitting down with today's top business leaders to learn more about their journeys, share their struggles, and ultimately celebrate their wins and provide mentorship for the next generation of leaders. And you press play on a very good episode because today I'm sitting down with Mona Kennedy, who is currently the Chief Financial Officer of Roots Canada and has two decades of finance and corporate strategy experience. She joined Roots from Indigo, where she was the Vice President of Finance, and prior to Indigo, she was at Maple Foods, where she spent more than a decade and held increasingly senior roles in areas such as corporate strategy, strategy execution, and financial planning and analysis. Mona is a CPA, CMA, as well as as well as has her MBA and a Bachelor of Commerce from Queen's University. In today's episodes, we're talking all about Mona's journey. We're talking about Roots Canada and their corporate culture. I did not know this before talking to Mona, but Roots' senior executive team is actually four out of five of them are women, which is incredible. So we chat more about their corporate culture, as well as um, what why she ended up getting an o- MBA overseas, and in general, what her tips are for anyone out there who maybe wants to be in a CFO position one day. If you are enjoying the podcast, be sure to give it a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Pods. You can also now give us a five-star rating on Spotify, so be sure to do that. And if you're not already, be sure to be following us on Instagram. Our handle is at business.casual.podcast to stay up to date on all the latest episodes as well as see what's going on behind the scenes. So thank you so much and enjoy today's episode. Hey Trailblazers, welcome back to the Business Casual. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Mona. Hi Mona, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How is your, what day is it today? How's your Tuesday been so far? I think it's Monday. It's been good. It is Monday. It is Monday. That is Monday energy right there. Oh my. You can tell it is exam season for me and shout out to all the students who are listening. If you are still writing exams, best of luck. Hopefully this podcast can give you a nice break between your studies. But um, yes, it is Monday. Well, how's your Monday been? How was your weekend? It's been wonderful. <laughs> it's it's been really good. I started my day with a good workout, so I've got lots of energy. Nice. And are you still working from home? Are you guys in the office? What has your setup been recently? Um, so we're actually just going back to the office this week. Uh, I'm home today, but uh, starting tomorrow, we're going to go back to the office two days a week uh, and uh, see how that works. Awesome. That's so nice to hear. Okay. We're starting with our icebreaker question, which I haven't asked in a while, but what is your Zodiac sign and do you feel you embody your Zodiac? <laughs> this was a really hard question for me uh, <laughs> because I'm not much of a Zodiac person, but uh, so I'm, I was born in January, so I'm an Aquarius. Um, and, uh, I think the sign is water. So I, you know, I think I go with the flow, um, as I kind of like read the background of the Zodiac, uh, you know, uh, Aquariuses are meant to be smart and logical and kind. So I hope I'm all of those things. Um, and I think on the negative side, um, you know, sometimes too rational. So I think, mm. uh, I, <laughs> I think I embody that I'm sometimes a little bit too na- rational. I may take the fun out of certain things. Um, uh, and then the other thing that I read is that uh, this year is a bad year for Aquariuses. So I don't know <laughs> in the world, which I didn't really want to know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, I, I think I embody some of the qualities of Aquarius. Yeah, so signs are always fun to read about. It's funny, I'm a Leo, but I'm actually an Aquarius 
rising, which I don't entirely know what it means, but I know that I like embody some of the Aquarius traits as well. So darn, I didn't know that was going to be a bad year for us, but it's okay. You know what? It's all in moderation. It's uh, that stuff's really fun to read, but um, we're going to pretend that that part is fake and that part is yeah, not exactly. true. Exactly. I should go to another website as I was reading this and I found something more positive. Perfect. We'll, we'll stick with that one. Um, well, it's so nice to to meet you. And I know our listeners heard a bit of your intro and bio at the beginning of the episode, but I'd love to hear how you would describe uh, your career, what your day-to-day looks like, and maybe what some of your passions are outside of work. Sure. So I'm uh, the current CFO at Roots. I've been here for about two years. Uh, prior to Roots, I was at Indigo. And uh, prior to that, in different industries, uh, CPG and aerospace. So I've kind of been around from an industry perspective. I feel like I found the home in retail and I really enjoy it. Uh, You know, just being able to kind of like touch and feel product and all those things, I think, goes uh, really well with kind of my, uh, um, you know, numerical and analytical background. Um, So that's me kind of professionally outside of work. I'm a mom of two daughters. I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old daughter. And uh, I would say I'm a I'm a really passionate person and I'm a really curious person and uh, I like to try new things. And I think through that, um, I kind of lead various aspects of my life. And that's how I've kind of found myself in this career. Retail is definitely a fun industry to be in. Were you always someone who was into fashion or clothing like growing up? Was it something that always interests you? Yeah, absolutely. I've always been into fashion, uh, but it it was always a personal interest. And now kind of working in retail and working in fashion and apparel, I'm like, wow, this is really fun. I can actually, uh, you know, combine my personal interest with my job, which makes it a lot more fun to go to work. Um, You know, in my first job out of school, I worked in aerospace and uh, my job was a cost analyst for an airplane wing. And you, know, wow. you can really connect with that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, uh, so that, uh, you know, from that to something that I can actually like really enjoy, I think is a, is a big difference. For sure. And I, it's one of my burning questions I want to ask you, but do you wear Roots clothing at the office? <laughs> is that, is Roots clothing appropriate to wear? <laughs> Absolutely. So everybody wears roots at the office. And uh, I have to tell you, when when I first started, I had a really hard time because I used to wear heels and suits and uh, dresses to work. And because everybody was wearing roots and obviously because we're all passionate about the product, I found a really tough time uh, <laughs> kind of transitioning to wearing sweats to work. But yes, everybody wears uh, roots to work. And, uh, you know, with a uh, work from home culture that we've been in over the past two years, then I've been very comfortable wearing roots as well. I mean, Roots has become my work from home attire for the last two years as well. Even my school attire sometimes. You can never go wrong with a good uh, Roots sweatsuit. But um, before we get into your Roots career, I want to start at the very beginning. So you are a first generation Canadian and I want to learn more about how this has impacted your career and what your journey was like uh, coming to Canada. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I immigrated to Canada at the age of 15 with my family And, uh, you know, I kind of came to Canada, I spoke a little bit of English, but obviously not fluent. And I would say that, uh, you know, the immigration has really defined my career uh, from from the aspects of, you know, you kind of get placed into a new country where you don't really have a lot of guidance, you don't have a lot of resources, you barely speak the language. And really all the privilege and all the resources that you had in the past have gotten removed. And now you need to Mm -hmm. kind of figure out, okay, how do I find a way for myself? And really being open to opportunities and new things as you learn them. 
Um, so that's kind of been my, my experience uh, from, you know, the age of 15, um, trying to learn the language as quickly as I could because I was three years away from going to university and needed to be able to uh, navigate my way uh, by myself. So I, I would say it's really defined kind of where I am today. And I am so grateful to go to an international school where a lot of my peers and colleagues, even some of my professors are also um, either first generation Canadians or just came just for university. So what do you wish you could change about your immigration experience or what would you share to someone who maybe is struggling and has recently come to Canada for schooling or work or any other uh, or is hoping to, to move to Canada one day? Kind of what would you share? What would be your advice looking back at your journey? I don't. I don't really think I would change anything. I think, you know, it's difficult. It's it's not easy uh, trying to navigate it. And also at any age, really, uh, unless you're super young when you immigrate, if you immigrate at any age, it's very difficult. You know, my parents, when they moved here, they were in their 40s. And uh, it was also very difficult for them not speaking the language and trying to kind of start a life here. So I think the advice I would give is that it's difficult, but it will pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, through kind of hard work, through really kind of getting through the first three years where the language is hard, finding your way is hard, it passes. And uh, and it makes you a stronger person. It makes you resourceful. It makes you um, really resilient to kind of get through other difficulties. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't say I would really change anything. But for people that are kind of just moving, I would say, you know, ask for help, ask questions. I, I remember I being really nervous about asking questions and asking for help and asking how things were done uh, in Canada, even, you know, in high school, kind of going to a guidance counselor and really finding out about university and, and things of that nature. I, I, I found myself being too shy and thinking that I should know this stuff at the age of 15. Um, so yeah, I think my advice would be just, ask for help. And I think there are people out there that would help you. And I think this is one area where mentorship really plays in. If you can find, if you're lucky enough to be able to find a mentor who maybe went through a similar journey or even who didn't and can really support you and guide through. Um, It's something we talk a lot about here on the Business Casual, but mentorship, I think in this area specifically, something that can really help you. Absolutely. And I think people feel like mentorship needs to be formal, right? You need to find the perfect person that's going to mentor you through aspects of your life and they need to agree to be your mentor and it's not really like that you know finding different people and and just kind of knowing how you can get help from them in a specific area and and just informally I think always helps as well and it it makes the relationship uh, a little bit less intimidating as well yeah no for sure 100% I totally agree Um, and then moving kind of into your corporate role you've moved obviously up the corporate ladder, which is a term that a lot of students use. And it's kind of like a goal that a lot of people have coming out of school. What were some barriers that uh, were kind of in your way throughout your career or some challenges that you've kind of faced and how did you overcome those? I think uh, for, you know, anybody that uh, and yourself, like you're going through a commerce program and so you're getting kind of the formal training. So a lot of us have the formal training and when we're taking the job um, or or kind of trying to move up the corporate ladder, I think one of the biggest barriers is really... um, putting away your own, uh, your own kind of limitations about yourself and, and really thinking about, okay, I don't need to check all the boxes to be able to move to the next level um, and, mm. and taking a leap of faith and, and uh, really being open to new opportunities, uh, I think I would say is, is the one thing that has really helped me and also has at, at some times has held me back. Um, you know, I think throughout throughout my career, any anytime there was a new project, even if outside my comfort zone or outside my area of expertise, I would always put up my hand and say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll try it. Um, and uh, you have to be resourceful. You have to ask a lot of questions to kind of get to learn uh, about that area. But at the same time, you know that it's going to help you in the future. 
And did you think that when you, I mean, I think from my perspective right now, coming in as a student, you feel like you've learned a lot of skills, but do you feel that a lot? Cause I know you have your, your C, CPA or CFA? Yeah, CPA. CPA. CPA as well as your MBA. So did you find that a lot of your skills that you acquired and the knowledge you acquired was through your formal education or was it through the work experience you had and kind of like how did your formal education complement your career why did you decide to go back for MBA kind of how did that play into your goals in in your career I would say the formal education is probably about 20% of what you need and the rest of it is really from your life experiences it's uh you know about kind of like what what you collect along the way as you're kind of moving through the various jobs. So I think the formal education is definitely important because it gives you some confidence and it tells you, mm-hmm. you know, you have you have a baseline that you can work off of and, and puts you at a level playing, playing field with others around you. Uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's more about your lived experiences and what you keep yourself open to. Um, so for, yeah, from my perspective, I think, uh, yeah, I, I went back to school to do my MBA, not really because I felt like I needed the education and, and I think, uh, you know this, but I went internationally, I went to France mm-hmm. and for me, it was about gaining more experiences that are different from what I've had in the past. Uh, you know, I had a North American commerce degree and, uh, I didn't want to do more of the same. I wanted to do something completely different. And through that, I was able to travel a lot. I was able to, you know, meet people from 60 or 70 different nationalities with different, um, uh, different backgrounds and different languages and, and all of that, which I feel like really added to the experience. And so I'm assuming it was a good experience. You enjoyed your time in France. It was amazing. Honestly, like you ask uh, all the students that go and do this MBA uh, uh, at like at the end of the year that it's over and everybody kind of says it was the best year of their life. So outside of the education, I think the friendships that you make all around the world, uh, the travels that you go through and, and really kind of the cultural experiences are what makes it really valuable. And it's nice to know that even if you didn't go away for undergrad, like there is always the opportunity to go away for your master's or to do a professional designation in a different country or whatever it might be that there's not, you know, if you're listening to this episode and you're maybe in your mid twenties and you're like, oh my gosh, I never got to travel. Like there is still opportunities to do that. And I totally agree. I really value international experience. And I really hope that I'm able to, to gain that in my career. And I think that it is especially for me, like being born and raised only in Canada, it's so important to diversify yourself because then you bring that into the workplace and, you know, you're able to take everything you've learned and, and it makes you more of a unique leader. And I think a leader who's able to work with different types of people and bring together everyone's strengths and weaknesses is going to make you a way stronger leader, whether that be in a CFO or a C-suite executive or not, just in general, like a better person. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree. And honestly, like, I think you can gain those experiences in Canada as well, right? Canada is very diverse. So yeah, uh, you you don't just need to travel to be able to expose yourself to different cultures, you can, you know, uh, just cross the street and and, and be in a different uh, part of Toronto with a completely different culture and food restaurants. And, you know, so um, I think just uh, collecting, collecting that diversity is quite important. Looking at, uh, your CFO position and title is interesting. I'm currently taking a corporate finance course, which is what my exam is on this Thursday. So I feel like we're learning a lot about like financial analysis, financial planning. So what does it really mean to be a CFO? What are kind of the day-to-day tasks looks like? And what are some skills or um, previous experiences you think students should look at maybe going into if they eventually want to reach a CFO position? That's a very loaded question, but maybe we can start with kind of what a CFO is and what like maybe your day-to-day tasks look like. 
Uh, sure. So as, as a CFO, actually, I, I have a pretty broad role here at Roots. Um, you know, I, I lead real estate, I lead IT, finance, so a lot of different kind of like functions. Uh, so my day may be different from other kind of CFO roles, but, um, you know, I, I'm very lucky to have a very strong team. Uh, so I have a head of finance that's super, super strong. I have an IT leader that is amazing. So my day basically looks at, uh, like connecting with them, making sure everything is under control and, uh, you know, all their projects are moving forward and uh, their teams are engaged and happy. Um, um, uh, yeah, and, and I think like from a day-to-day perspective, I, uh, unfortunately, my days are generally filled with meetings, yeah. uh, a lot of meetings uh, to kind of make various decisions and uh, put uh, different uh, areas of governance in place. Um, and outside of kind of day-to-day work, I yeah, kind of have a quarterly cycle where at the end of every quarter, we have to report our results uh, externally uh, because we're a public company. And that's when I'm super, super busy and I really have to button down and I work very long hours. But outside of that, I get to kind of balance uh, at the times that I'm not going through that quarter end. And Ruth is interesting because it's in an industry that from my perspective, did well throughout COVID? Is that a correct assumption? Like, how has it changed from like pre-COVID to within COVID and now kind of as we're entering the end of the pandemic? Have you seen a huge shift in, I guess, your role in general? So I joined actually in January of 2020. So right before the pandemic hit. So I actually didn't see roots before the pandemic. So my, yeah, the past two years have me, for me have been quite filled with pandemic uh, life. And uh, retail in general struggled quite a bit during the pandemic because the um, the stores were closed. Like we were closed for you know thirty forty percent of the year last year, and uh, and the year before that. So you know it's it's been quite volatile in terms of mm. the government mandated store closures and stuff. Um, but I think, and this is my first CFO role, so I I hadn't done it before. I started the position really kind of not be, feeling comfortable and feeling anxious about everything that I was taking on, and the pandemic hit. So. It, uh, you know, I soon had to kind of just like shift gears and be like, okay, this is, this is hard, but we're going to do this. Um, And I'm really lucky to have a very amazing kind of management team that works, uh, that I work with. Uh, So together we really kind of went through a couple of years of really kind of hard work and getting Mm -hmm. down a, a big learning curve. Um, But now that, uh, you know, the pandemic is, uh, getting better and (laughs) stores are hopefully staying open um, uh, this year. I think, you know, we're all feeling very energized because, you know, we spent the past two years working super hard on getting through a tough time and now we're ready for growth and and kind of the next chapter. That's very exciting and definitely um, positive to hear. So hopefully the pandemic stays in the past and we're able to emerge out of it and retail um, continues to, to do well. The other question I wanted to ask you is, did you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, your passion and your enjoyment of uh, retail earlier on, but did you know what industry you wanted to work in and kind of how did you decide to switch between, you know, you were at uh, Maple Leaf Foods, like switching over to a more retail position and Indigo is kind of more consumer packaged goods. So what was kind of the decision factor to move into industries and um, how did you kind of know which one was best for you? Uh, I'll take you kind of to the beginning of my career because it's, it's the easiest way to kind of answer your question. So when I um, graduated from undergrad, I joined a rotational program uh, at Bombardier and I was meant to kind of rotate between different departments, finance, marketing, operations and a few different things. And uh, I was trying to kind of figure out what I like and what I wanted to yeah. do. So I joined the rotational program. My first rotation was fi- finance. Um, and then the program got canceled. So I got stuck in finance. So that's kind of like all of that to say, that's how I found myself in finance. 
<laughs> so, you know, not, uh, I think for students and, and kind of people your age, not really knowing what your long-term plans are, what industry you want to be in, what job you want to do is natural and it's normal and it's okay. Um, so that's kind of like that. That's how I started my career. And in terms of industries, honestly, like I, I evaluate every opportunity with the lens of, is it going to be challenging for me? Am I going to le- learn something? Um, and that's kind of why I've changed companies. That's why I've changed jobs or industries. Um, so I never really went with a uh, view of this is the industry that I really love mm-hmm. and I want to be in. Um, but I do feel like in retail, I have found myself in a place where um, I'm really happy, but I didn't you know, set out to get here. Um, so I think, yeah, try on error, I guess, I would say, <laughs> has been my approach so far. And I think I'm a very firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And obviously in your case, you know, there was a reason the rotational program got canceled and you end up in finance because that was like what was best for you. And I think it's hard um, when you're early on in your career, when you maybe feel stuck to know what's going to be next and where you should go. But I really do think that everything happens for a reason. So I think whatever is meant to be, hopefully will find you. And I think that's why trial and error is so important because the more you're able to try, the more you'll figure out like what feels right and what doesn't feel right. And I think that kind of goes really nicely into what you what you were just talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So now you are at Roots, you're the CFO, like we've mentioned. So what is it really like to work at Roots? What is the corporate culture like? And what are kind of like some words you could use to describe um, Roots from a corporate perspective? Um, so Roots, I think, you know, as you asked me, what do you guys wear to work? We wear sweats. So I think <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of like a, a big part of the culture. It's a very kind of family oriented um, Roots was founded by, uh, you know, two best friends uh, 50 years ago, and uh, it was a very kind of uh, family oriented business. And that's the culture that has continued through um, the, the, the past 50 years, really. There's a lot of heritage. There's a lot of history. And uh, people have a lot love for the brand and a passion for the brand. Um, and, and they bring that to work. And it's really nice uh, to kind of be around that. Um, it's a very collaborative culture and, uh, you know, now kind of in most recent years uh, or the past two years, it's also become female led, which, uh, you know, has really uh, raised our focus on uh, diversity and inclusion, which has been really fantastic. So yeah, I, I had yeah. no idea that you had mentioned to me that four to five executives are women, which is incredible and such a good number to hear because it's not something that you hear very often, especially like in the corporate space. So was that something that shifted recently or was it always kind of, uh, was it started by females? I'm not very... No, so to, so okay. to, uh, sorry, two male uh, friends. Um, so I don't think it's been like that. I think in apparel, generally you find uh, a lot more females than you find in other industries. It's definitely yeah. not male-led. Uh, but no, this has honestly been over the past two years. Myself, our CEO and our chief product officer uh, are all new. We've all started in the past two years uh and uh you know it's it's really fun and energizing that we're all women but at the same time i think what's really amazing is that we're all the right people for the job and we're all the best mm-hmm. people for the job yeah. uh, and you know we you know we didn't get hired because we're women we're hired because uh you know this is the job that uh uh, we would have been good at. So um, it's it, it's really fun to kind of work with a group of female uh, leaders. And, and we're actually, the majority of us are, all four of us are moms, uh, you know, to young and kind of teenage uh, kids. So it's, it's nice and energizing, honestly, is kind of all I can say about that. Yeah. And it's definitely important to like, one, be surrounded by people who are just like uplifting, but it's also really nice to be around people who are supporting you when you're 
personalized as well as your professionalized, something that we've also touched on a couple episodes ago. We had the senior VP of retail, uh, sorry, senior VP of talent acquisitions from Aritzia, so also a retail firm. And they also are very heavily um, female executives. And she was also a mom. So she was sharing more about how it's really nice to have to explain yourself. And if you need to run out to pick up your kid from daycare, no one's going to question that you're able to go, which is something that you don't think about when you're joining a company. But I would assume that once you're in that role, it's something that's really important and something that's going to help you just be more at peace and be more confident when you're working overall, just um, be more excited to, to come to work when you're not always constantly like having to explain yourself, which I think part of that comes from being surrounded by people who are just like-minded and really supporting your goals outside of your professional career. And I'm sure you can speak more to about it than I can. Yeah, for sure. And I think like working from home has been a really big part of kind of breaking that barrier that previously existed, right? Like at three o'clock, my kids come home from school and they're here and they're going to be running behind me and that's okay. (laughs) And, you know, all my colleagues know their names and know their interests and we'll get into questions with them. So it's really nice to be around people that, uh, you know, are going through similar things and are understanding of the differences that we all have. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad that we booked this call, not at three o'clock because then <laughs> I get to know my children very intimately. That's right. We, we love having all of our guests. I think my dog Lola has come on the podcast a couple of times. My Everyone's always in the background. I'm also um, doing school and the podcast from home. So it's nice uh, seeing everyone in the background, but um, kind of looking forward, is there anything that you're looking forward to with Roots? I know we mentioned kind of coming out of the pandemic, but are, is there any other like initiatives or things that you're kind of excited for as you look forward to the rest of 2022? I would have to say that honestly, the biggest thing is coming out of the pandemic and really now being able to work with the strong team that we've built mm-hmm. uh, to focus on growth. And, uh, you know, the past two years have just been a lot of like, really kind of focusing on uh, on the pandemic and it would be good to just not think about that and and, yeah. and and think about kind of more exciting and fun things and uh you know we've launched a lot of really fun new products and we're seeing our really some really great growth uh so it's really nice to kind of be able to shift uh focus and and really move towards that and, and work with the team that you know we all love doing something that's more fun than you know dealing with supply chain issues and, and yeah it's, it's that sounds very exciting and we're looking forward I'm looking forward from a consumer standpoint uh, to be able to see what Roots does and continue being being a customer so my final question is what is one piece of advice you want to leave listeners with that you wish you knew when you started your career or that you've been given that's really stuck with you um, I, I would have to say like just saying yes to opportunities you know when when somebody asks you hey do you want to do something even if it's completely outside your comfort zone even if it's something that you may not be super interested in but you think there's going to be learning in it say yes and try it and, and give it a shot and go with kind of the perspective of you know what am I going to bring to this situation and what am I going to get out of it um, and and don't really wait for checking all the boxes to be able to do something new I think um, you know that just gives you a broad uh perspective of different things and and uh different knowledge that uh is really valuable throughout your career yeah and I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier like trial and error is really important and that's really how you're gonna end up finding what you really love so um that is great thank you so much Mona for all of your insights and advice it was so fun learning more about your journey as well as more about roots from a corporate standpoint so thank you so much and thank you so much for listening to this episode be sure to follow us on Instagram and leave a five-star review if you like this episode thank you so much thank you Thank you.